Hear now these words of scripture from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 6. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your alms may be done in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. May God bless the hearing of God's holy word. Please pray with me. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Remember you are dust, we say to ourselves on the threshold of Lent, as if we could overlook the frailty and fragility of life during a pandemic. The phases and tears of reopening, the positivity rates and ICU bed availability, so many numbers that rise and fall and spiral as the months wear on into a year. So many reminders that we are mortal beings threatened to overwhelm us. I wondered out loud if we needed to remind ourselves again this Ash Wednesday. And so looking for a word of inspiration, I turned again to Anne Lamott, the author whose Help, Thanks, Wow prayers have accompanied us through the Lord's Prayer sermon series, which just ended. You see, Lamott doesn't deal in the everything's fine, it's okay, even when it's not thin kind of hope. Instead, Lamott reminds us of the gritty, stubborn hope that we need in times like these. Lamott is a recovering alcoholic, a best-selling author, and the kind of friends who, friend who walks with those closest to her through the darkest places. She is an irreverently reverent church lady, and she happens to know a thing or two about what it means to be human, especially at those times when life cha- life's challenges knock us breathless to the dust. Lamotte calls this step zero. Step zero is when alcoholics finally hit bottom. It can be the acute pain of betrayal. It is waking up to our complicitness in the systemic injustices of the world. 
It is the decision to stop banging ourselves against the wall of impossible expectations of perfection. Step zero is the realization that there is so much out of our control. Job loss, the unwanted diagnosis, even the choices of those we love. Step zero can even be the moment when we simply get tired of being in the hole of self-righteousness. I believe Ash Wednesday is the step zero of the liturgical calendar. Today, the church names the truth of our humanity and mortality, even as that truth catches in our throats. Another gritty, stubborn, hope-seeking writer is Lutheran pastor Nadia Boltz-Weber. Ash Wednesday happens to be her favorite day in the church year. And she says this about Ash Wednesday, that if you imagine the rituals of life with baptism on one end and our funeral at the other, Ash Wednesday squinches those two together and connects the promises of God. Promises which outlast our piety, outlast our efforts in self-improvement, outlast our earthly bodies, and even the limits of time. The question then becomes, how do we live in the hopefully, very hopefully, long space in between, while remaining grounded in the reality that hard things can and will happen, and grounded in the truth that God's love and grace are with us through it all? In today's scripture reading, Jesus shows us a spiritual step zero, the recognition that spiritual practices like prayer and fasting and giving to those in need should be about God. They're not about us. Translated for today, perhaps Jesus might have said, don't serve in the soup kitchen for the selfie on social media. When you give to those in need, do it because you know God's compassion. Or maybe don't wear the cool t-shirt with the scripture verse to give others the impression that you are a pious prayer. When you pray, pray earnestly to God. And don't complain about your single-use plastic fast when you're packing your lunch. When you fast, do it for the love of God's creation. Jesus is saying, our motivation matters. And during Lent, we are invited into a season of spiritual practices meant to worship and glorify God, and in so doing, God's grace can transform us. We receive not, spirit, we receive not material rewards, but spiritual ones. The treasures of heaven, love, hope, joy, faith, peace. Not a life free of challenge, but a life lived for God. I'll be honest with you. Facing the truth of Ash Wednesday takes courage. Since March, I have been listening to Harvard psychologist Susan David, who has TED Talks and podcasts on the topics of emotional resilience and values-connected actions. I believe that emotional resilience and agility is deeply connected to our spiritual peace and well-being, and perhaps values-connected actions might just be another way to say living out our faith in real life or walking the walk. In her TED Talk, Susan David says, life's beauty is inseparable from its fragility. 
David researches and shares the tools needed to create emotionally, emotional agility, especially in times of crisis or step zeros. Courage, she says, is not the absence of fear. It is fear walking. So Lent is the 40-day practice of courageous fear walking. Ash Wednesday is step zero, the beginning of 40 days of intentional faith practice. Lent is both enough time to begin a new habit and the reminder to live intentionally into the lifetime reality that we belong to God. Maya Angelou once wrote about the time her teacher asked her to read the line, God loves me, over and over again to her very worldly, doubting, 20-something-year-old self. Maya Angelou said, I began to cry at the grandness of it all. I knew that if God loves me, then I could do wonderful things. I could try great things, learn anything, achieve anything. That knowledge humbles me, melts my bones, closes my ears, and makes my teeth rock loosely in their gums. Also, it liberates me. I am a bird winging over high mountains down into serene valleys. I am ripples of waves on silver seas. I am a spring leaf trembling in anticipation. Perhaps there has been no better description of courageous fear walking than Angelou's. Friends, it is God who creates the stars and sapphires, microbes and manatees, hummingbirds and humans, all out of the dust. And Christ is the source of our dusty, gritty, real hope, hope that has the power to bring healing from heartache, reconciliation from rage, generosity from greed, peace from partisanship, and triumph from the tomb. Let us begin our Lenten journeys courageously, with the assurance that God brings life and hope out of the dust. Thanks be to God, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.